everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Rival. And this week's What Are the Odds? Your Major League Rugby Sports Betting Show, starring WWE legend and Fox Business analyst John Bradshaw Layfield, his gambling guru, the best sports better ever, the Philly Godfather, and our gift of rugby, Gift Abelu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, host of the Grow Rugby Show and director of the HBCU Rugby Classic. Last week, in all our confusion and excitement about Major League Rugby, we forgot to salute and applaud our Hall of Fame colleague, John Bradshaw Layfield. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. How the hell did you not say anything to us? Well, I didn't know if it actually was going to ever going to happen. I, I get in the Hall of Fame actually in 2020, and then COVID shuts down everything, so it like delayed for a year. So I just didn't say anything because I thought, you know what, it may be delayed another year. So <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. We got a few snowflakes on this panel. Do you want to address them? <laughs> In case you don't know, Gift, I apologize to all the snowflakes out there. Actually, I didn't apologize to them in my Hall of Fame speech. That was so great. It's hook, line, and sinker. Oh, here's a mea culpa for something. As a, Absolutely not. It's something he was getting paid to do as a character, right? Is anybody not getting that? I've been a bad guy. We call it a heel for uh, my entire life, and that's the way I'm going down. Yeah, let's go. It's going to stay that way. You are a wrestling god. I completely agree with that. Hot Rod Roddy Popper always said, you know, you and I are the last two bad guys alive, kid. Not many people really, really deep down want to be a bad guy. I think everybody on this panel would fit in that mode. <laughs> Nicest thing said. <laughs> Kudos, my friend. Now you're going to apply that Hall of Fame wisdom to help us figure out how we're picking Major League Rugby action. Let's briefly go over last week in what was really – a crazy week in terms of who won and who lost, but we're not doing that folks. We're against the spread, right? So let's keep that all in perspective. Godfather and JBL, you guys were three and two, whereas gift and I were two and three Godfather. Let's start off with one of your blemishes, Toronto versus LA on the road for both teams, but supposedly at home for Toronto. Toronto was coming off uh, a big win against DC the previous week. I thought they were going to play some good ball this week. L.A. was coming off a bye, maybe a little rusty. But, again, they proved to be the best team in the league this year. Their average margin of victory is 24 points. Uh, they're 3-0. and They're undefeated. And I just can't see anyone beating this team unless someone gets injured, unless something crazy happens. You know, in a game, this team is the strongest team in the league. And, uh, you know, you can't win every wager you make, but you can sure have fun trying. The Giants beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. You know, people don't look back and go, oh, you didn't win by very much. You say you won the Super Bowl. Philly Godfather and I won last week. That's what he does. He's the best sports better alive. I'm just kind of riding his coattails, admittedly, but we won. You don't have to put a caveat on the fact that we won. Well, it's a learning process for yours truly in the audience, John. Thank you for that lesson. And again, any snowflakes out there have a problem with Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bradshaw Layfield's snowflakes. Yeah. So any of you gambling snowflakes out there can go. <laughs> All right. There you go. Gift the next one up. It was right in your backyard. I, I, 
I stand by within regulation, New Orleans won. Within the 80 minutes, Nola Gold won. Can't help the fact that all of a sudden you're going to get a situation where the hero scoring with Joel Takua Suva also ends up being the villain and letting the scoring. But, you know, give it up. You know, we, we were hoping for uh, uh, Rock with Nola, but still. This is a ridiculous answer. And you said but, villain. John's made a career at being a villain. And he's a villain now in Texas because he picked against the team from Texas. Again, we won in regulation. We just didn't get the luck on this one like we did against Old Glory. It was a low-scoring affair. And basically, as long as New Orleans gets the ball, keep it in that 80 minutes, and should have pushed that man out of bounds, the win goes to them. So uh, I take this as a push more so than a loss. But this <laughs> John, you said you had buyer's remorse on this one last week. I did. As soon as I did it, as soon as Philly Godfather said he was on the other side, I thought, man, I've, I've not only picked the wrong side, I've picked against my home state. So it was, this was, I felt this I, badly. Godfather, you and I, we got the AGs right on this one. Yeah. I mean, that was a good team, but like I mentioned last week, I made the game a pick them. And anytime someone's going to hand you three points in a, in a coin flip, you got to take the underdog every time. And to be honest, Austin, uh, second or third best point differential in rugby this year. It could be the second best team in the whole league. I mean, the first two games of the season were close losses, and now uh, they've won two in a row, so they're picking up some steam. Watch out for this Austin team moving forward. You know, speaking of the other team from Texas, the Sabercats had San Diego come in. Yours truly is the only one that got that one wrong. John, the great state of Texas proved itself to have some grit. Great state of Texas was undefeated this past week. It's a, a remarkable, <laughs> uh, remarkable week. I wish we could do that in football, basketball, and baseball because we can't win anything else in any other sport. They made some personnel moves, some big shifts, some gutsy calls. Yeah, real parity in this league, you know, except for L.A. L.A. seems to be head and shoulders better than everybody else. But it, we got real parity once you get outside of uh, Los Angeles. Week to week, it depends on player personnel because one player can significantly impact the team or his absence can really significantly impact a team. So it's not for the weak or faint-hearted when you're gambling on these matches, though. But that's why we're here with the Philly Godfather. And the next one up, Seattle versus Utah. Philly Godfather, Utah, tough to figure as Seattle is. I thought Utah was better than that. And then they go in there and they play Seattle and they end up losing by five points as five-point favorites. I mean, Seattle really hasn't beaten anyone this year. They got one of the worst point differentials in the league. Uh, what's their record? One and two. But they got it done last week against a Utah team that I thought was much better than they looked last week. I thought Utah had a, a big advantage playing at home and at altitude, and it didn't play out that way. So kudos to the Seattle people. Yeah, Seattle got some of their front row members back, and they've also got some reinforcements coming in. Samu Manoa, who is arguably the best USA player ever to play on foreign soil over in the Premiership, and then the top 14 in France, getting a bunch of francs per season. He's coming out of retirement. He's a force of nature. Yeah, and you just alienated uh, Dan Lyle and Blaine Scully, uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> foreign players that uh, have done very well that are U.S.-born. Uh, no, but Manoa is an awesome player. And, you know, Seattle, you look at it, it's so hard to handicap this. They they get beat by Houston. Houston doesn't even score the next two weeks. And so you're sitting there thinking Seattle just may not win a game all season. They walk in there and, and win a really uh, top game. And so it's this parity in this league is really uh, good for the league, bad for uh, handicappers. Okay, so then we had Rugby United New York going into – 
Rugby ATL, the Atlers. Gift, your southern home cooking. You had a home run swing with Babe Ruth, I think, on this one, and you struck out. If it sets Atlanta up to get back to doing schematics and actually playing, <laughs> <laughs> like, I expect them to do, use the power of Life University Field to give them the strength. All right, we're gonna we're gonna give up on them right now, but you need a little video clip to put in here. Every time that gift says schematics, like go through like the Vince Lombardi outlining how the sweep works and get some schematics. This is a big moment in the show when gift decides to reach in the old pocket, and pull out schematics. Here's the schematic sound effect. Uh, guys, let's take a quick break and come back with picks that are going to make everybody money right after this. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman. Riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Godfather, WWE Hall of Famer, John Bradshaw, Layfield, look at the ring, and the gift of Gift Time Rugby Network, Gift A. Bailu. I'm Matt McCarthy, guys. Seattle's Seawolves at Toronto's Arrows in Atlanta. Arrows minus three. Two desperate teams. How do you take the emotion out of this one? This was a tough one, man. It's basically a pick em, in my opinion. Uh, both teams with similar point differentials, really bad. Minus 28 for Toronto, minus 32 for Seattle. But if you take away, they both played L.A., so you got to really take that out of the equation here and look at the common opponent that, that, that they have played, and that's Utah. And Seattle actually beat Utah, I think, by 15 points. Uh, while uh, So I, I kind of like Seattle here. I, I think Seattle wins this game. I think they cover the spread. There's no love lost in this battle, John. I, I agree with uh, Philly Godfather here. I, you know, I watched uh, Toronto play Old Glory, and, and I thought that was the best game they played all year. They moved the ball side to side. They were cutting angles. It was a really efficient well done game, uh, you know, and then they run into a buzzsaw last week against L.A. Toronto, to me, still, they don't have a home. They're kind of stuck in Atlanta. I just don't think that's great for team chemistry. And I am I just have a hard time betting on them, despite the fact that when I watched them play against Old Glory, I was very impressed. So I'm going with Seattle. It'll be interesting to see if Sam Omanoa is in physical condition enough to play. But if he can play 20 minutes, he's, he's, he's just a force of nature. Gift, minus three, Toronto a.k.a. the home team. What do you think? You know how I love a good home team, but uh, this is fake home. Even if they lost against the best team, always look for the best fight. So for me, I have to side with the crowd for the first time ever going with Seattle Seawolves, uh, taking the points and the overall win. This is a tough one to pick because you've got Canadian players on both sides on each team. And 
there is no love lost and they, they are team Canada guys. So Seattle looked good in Houston. It's another road trip. This is a long one for Seattle. I think Toronto finally getting a home game, even if it's out of a hotel in Atlanta this time gets this win. I'm going with Toronto. Next up, the Free Jacks of New England are going into New Orleans to play the NOLA Gold, and it's the visiting Free Jacks laying three. Godfather. I kind of like the Free Jacks here. Both teams have, again, similar point differentials. Uh, the Free Jacks have one more win on the season. I know NOLA's hungry for a victory, but if you take away that uh, loss to L.A., this Free Jacks team is very, very dangerous, and their point differential shoots through the roof. While NOLA really hasn't you know, played – uh, the level of competition that the Free Jacks have. I like the Free Jacks here. I'll lay the three points. I think they win this game easily. I agree with Philly Godfather. This is an important game. you got seven of the last nine games uh, that Nola has are on the road, including their last five. You've got to win these home games, uh, especially like travel is. Not a lot of direct flights out of New Orleans, and these guys are not flying private. So it, it, there is an effect when you're going to play someone like the Free Jacks. You're going to play someone like uh, Seattle. It is a long flight. Uh, to, to me – New Orleans has, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Giff. You know, I love New Orleans. I actually spent a month there one night on Bourbon Street. I, oh. I was told it was freaking awesome. With Vinny Goombites. <laughs> There's something about Marie Laveau's voodoo shop. I think it's got New Orleans a little bit voodooed here because the first game, they end up uh, lo- making it a tie. They're ahead this game, as Giff said, even though it doesn't count. They're ahead in the regulation and then find a way to lose. I worry about that trend the, that they have. And I think the Free Jacks, to me, are on a roll. I worry about New Orleans not being able to finish games right now. And I love Tim Falcone. I love all the guys down there. But I'm going with the Free Jacks and the Philly Godfather. And Maria Laveau Voodoo Shop. <laughs> Gift. Nola's playing some sloppy rugby. Some sloppy rugby. And the Free Jacks look healthy and like they're gelling. New Orleans has played some sloppy rugby, but there is something that you can always say consistently. For every game that they have struggled in, they have come back strong the next week. We speak on it before. We had them going against Old Glory, came back for the tie. What happened the next time they played? They went against New York, blew them out. We had it now, a close game that should have ended in the win, but ended with a last-second poorly defended corner kick. A freak play, to say the least. Or this a terrific a play, depending on your perspective. Yeah, freak play, to say the least. <laughs> but it's freak plays that seem to be the end. And I think when, what we're going to have, and just as, as, as John mentioned, you have a long road game ahead of you moving forward after this. New Orleans is going to go in strong. They're not going to allow themselves to play. And they've shown that they can play solid defense if given the opportunity. I don't see the Free Jacks coming in here and running rickshaw on them. So not only am I giving this one over to New Orleans. Oh, this is easy. It's, I give points and, and the overall win to New Orleans because they'll, they'll cover at minimum, but they'll take the win overall. I'm going with the Free Jacks in this one. I think the Free Jacks are better than people think. It's kind of like that, that NFC smash mouth versus the West Coast offense. Nola likes living with the offense, but they don't have the personnel in there. To, to play in that kind of offense. They've got a lot of injuries in that back line. I'm going with the Free Jacks. Don't discount, seriously, all joking aside, the Marie Laveau voodoo shop. <laughs> that's, that's big, man. It's pa- big. Look, you feel big. the power of mitten, right? <laughs> Godfather, you know better than anybody, when a WWE Hall of Famer speaks, we listen. <laughs> Hey, Godfather's got the title right there on his shoulder. I just, I just got the ring. 
<laughs> He's the champ. The next one up. Those Los Angeles Giltinis are going into Houston to face the Sabercats, and it's the Giltinis minus eight. Godfall. I know Houston came out with a two-point victory last week against San Diego, but you can't forget this is a team that the previous two weeks lost by an average margin of 29 points. Now they're playing L.A. I think they get steamrolled this week. L.A. is just too good for anybody in this league. I got to lay the eight points with L.A. Before you continue, John, I want you to notice that this week, because in honor of you being inducted into the WD Hall of, the WWE Hall of Fame, you are now going after the golf. <laughs> Outstanding. I like it. I like it. I've moved up. One of the days I might get that uh, title on my shoulder if the Philly Godfather will loan it to me for a while. That's probably the only way I'll get it. I uh, Look, anybody uh, playing the L.A. Uh, Giltinis, I'm betting on the L.A. Giltinis. I don't care who the other side is. Uh, I, minus eight, uh, you can make it minus 12. I just don't think it matters. These guys right now appear to be head and shoulders better than everybody else. And as the Philly Godfather said, you know, Houston didn't even score for two weeks. I mean, they're, they're, they just, they've had a lot of issues. Uh, I'm not sure how good they are. I'm sure how good L.A. Gatinis are. And so, unfortunately, I'm betting against my uh, Houston, Texas team, but I think it's the right side this time. Gift, is Nick Boyer's revenge against the Giltinis enough to carry the Sabercats? No. No, it's not. <laughs> like, I, don't, I have no quit for it. No, it's, it's not. Look, I've been wa- watching the Giltinis each game. I've been significantly sitting down trying to figure out exactly what makes them so different. It doesn't feel like they're any more powerful. It doesn't feel like they're any faster. But for some reason, their efficiency level, the ability to be able to break underneath the tackles and be able to find space just keeps opening them up. This this is a wash game. I, I was hoping Houston would have an opportunity to, you know, be able to continue to trend. But, uh, you know, God's not in their favor when it comes to the schedule. So, uh, Giltini's, uh, <laughs> until you show me that there is a weakness to stop them, uh, I have to go with the Giltinis on everything. And this is with this ridiculously high margin of a, of a spread. <laughs> I know, but it's, you know, Godfather, you've pointed out a number of times correctly that the spreads, the Giltinis laying the points was a joke. It wasn't enough. And, and that's why our rugby wrap-up spread producer heard what you've been saying. And the spread's high, but it's probably not high enough. I, it's I think, accurate, though. Yeah. And, and Nick Boyer has been with four major league rugby teams now. I think he might may finally have found a home in Houston, but it ain't enough to combat these guys. I mean, the Giltinis, the, the big difference, gift that I'm seeing is every guy is immediately back in the play. He gets right. tackled or he makes a tackle. He's like, it's like Bugs Bunny. He peers over there. Boom, boom, boom. He's all over the place because they all have that rugby IQ, which is so much higher too. They know where right. the play is going. Richie McCaw had that with the All Blacks. He was just wherever the ball was going to be. The Giltinis are professional guys. They've been around the block. They know what they're doing. The next one up, the hard-to-figure Utah Warriors going into the harder-to-figure San Diego Legion. They're in Carson, California. That's better than Vegas. They are without Patty Ryan and Josh Ferno and Chris Robshaw, but they are minus five. Utah had a flute game against Seattle. Utah is going to come into this and try and make up for that. Even though San Diego might be so happy about being at home, I'm putting my points, my picks, Utah to take this game and disappoint a happily homed San Diego team. John, you got to love Gift because he's all in on these ridiculous theories and picks. What, What say you with San Diego minus five? I like San Diego at home. I just, I like the way uh, San Diego plays. 
And I think being at home, I think it's going to make all the difference in the world. And to me, I'm going with uh, San Diego. Utah's a great team. Uh, I think it was a bit of a fluke last week, most likely against Seattle. We'll certainly find out this week, but take it to San Diego. It's crazy the way it works week to week. We wrote off Seattle because they lost to Houston. You know, Houston, we wrote them off after two whitewashings, and then they win. What's your take on this one, Godfather? I mean, Utah has a better record, better point differential than San Diego. Uh, Utah let me down last week. Uh, but a good friend of mine, Tommy Tortellini, he relocated out to San Diego a few years back. He's a big rugby fan. He tells me San Diego's getting some players back. Uh, they're about to catch fire. They're laying the five here, and I kind of like San Diego here. I'm here with the – I agree with John Layfield. Uh, I think San Diego does it. And Tommy Tortellini, of course, is the drummer for Bon Jovi. I'm going to go with San Diego as well. Gift pick Utah, so you got to go with San Diego. <laughs> so, no offense. Schematic. You didn't mention schematics. schematics. Right. <laughs> then we've got Rugby ATL going into Austin to face the Gilgronies, and it's the Gilgronies minus three. Godfather. This Austin team could very well be 4-0. They lost two close games, and now they're laying three on the road. They could be the second-best team in the league, obviously, behind L.A. I like Austin here, minus three. Philly Godfather's right, as he uh, always is. Uh, you, have a, you have a missed field goal uh, at the end of the, the game. They lose the one game, and another one they give up a try late. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think Austin could easily be undefeated right now. And I think Austin is gelling as a team and finding out ways to win, and I'm going with Philly Godfather and the state capital of Texas. <laughs> God bless Texas. God bless Texas. God bless JBL. And God bless you snowflakes out there. Gift, let me, let me help you here with some wisdom before you start <laughs> talking about this match. ATL played a very physical match against Rugby United New York. Number right. two, they have a young front row against an experienced and gelling front row for the Gilgronies. Right. The Gilgronies are at home. Right. Go ahead, Gift. Austin's <laughs> going to beat them up. That's what's going to happen. They're going <laughs> to beat them up. I just want to I just want I want to make sure that we put something out here. 11 26 15, all right? 11 26 15. These are the points that November 26th, <laughs> 2015. Taking it back, you know. No, these are the points <laughs> These are the points that Austin has put up on each of these weeks. There's one thing that is undeniable. Austin has one of the, if not the best defense in the league, almost hands down. But what they do not have is a dynamic offense outside of one freak play that happened this past week. Atlanta is a young, quick, hungry team. Atlanta getting within the three points. They will get within the three points, but they, they will not take the win. They're going to beat them up. They're going <laughs> to beat them them up. There will be no beat downs here. They Atlanta doesn't do this double up. They're going to open up a can. They're going to open up a can. That can will be a can of whoop ass. Can of whoop ass. <laughs> well, considering that Gift picks Atlanta every week, I mean, he's down to get one right eventually, but I don't think it's the week. <laughs> this ain't the week. This ain't a broken clock. And I'm going, I'm giving those three points, and I'm taking Austin. 
Finally, Old Glory, D.C. versus Rugby United New York in Jersey City. And it's the New Yorkers minus four. I don't know what to make of this Old Glory team. I hate to do it to uh, Layfield because I know he's down there with those parts. I like New York here, minus four. <laughs> I, look, look I, these are two class organizations. I mean class organizations. Rugby United uh, with Steve Lewis and those guys do it right. They play tight, tough, physical, disciplined rugby. Uh, Paul Shee and Chris Dunleavy with uh, Douglas down there and John Manson and, and all the guys in Old Glory do an incredible job of building a class organization really good rugby foundation uh i hope this turns into a terrific robbery for uh many years to come the league needs robberies like this uh i feel like i'm bothered right i rugby united might be the one that uh, i probably should be on but i live right near paul Shee and i see those boys all the time so i'm not betting against them for nothing i'm going with old glory i have a few friends that are on old glory i gotta give a shout out to my boy demonte nobles you know doing some things out there but there's nothing like being able to play finally on your own field, even if it's in New Jersey. Given that this is the first one, I do feel like Rugby United New York is actually going to have the win on this one. I do think that Rugby United will be able to keep up with the points and they'll take the win. I Probably most likely will be a five-point game. I got New York covering the, the four points. I think it's going to be by, by at least 10. But I, I do like Old Glory and what they're doing there. But this... You know, you got Andy Ellis at, at, at fly half, at scrum half. You got all this experience across the board in the pack and in the back line for New York. So I'm going with New York. On that note, gentlemen, we are out of time. If I'm not mistaken, we've covered everything. And there's the belt from the Philly Godfather. Let's see the ring from our Hall of Famer. Boom. Gift. Just give us a little love. I got a him. cell phone. He's got there a we cell go. phone. And-, <laughs> and I got an American Red Cross shirt. Please join our rugby wrap up. American Red Cross blood donor team. Thank you, gentlemen. On behalf of Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the Hall of Famer, the Philly Godfather, the best goddamn sports better ever, and the gift to rugby, gift a Baylou. I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up. Come join us again, but make sure you check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show, our Global Rugby Recap, Martial Law, The Zack Attack, and please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team.